Yo, <laughs> welcome back to my channel. It's the 22nd of March, 2022, and I'm coming to you from the humble state of South Australia and its capital, Adelaide, the city of churches, the city of opals, the city of festivals, and the sixth most sustainable city in the world. <laughs> Tired. But how's my internet fam doing? Living the dream? Living your best life? I hope so. I am taking a working holiday from Sydney in an effort to clear my mind. Um, if you can imagine like a, sh a shipping container filled to the brim of shitty storage containers that are like cracked and falling apart, couple of pizza boxes, broken fluorescent lighting, casting foreboding shadows across the contents and look dude that's just that's just what it's like in my mind just a jumble of things stories experiences memories useless factoids and worst of all feelings just just picture some kind of decrepit living experience and shrink it all down so it fits inside a brain bingo so let me take you on a journey journey of discovery of life hacking myself if that's even possible we're gonna be going through some weird shit in here so buckle in baby because these next couple episodes now that i'm like refocused and i've got all this extra spare time on my hands are gonna be kind of um uh i hope interesting but kind of like exposing so let's get into it So first things first, first thing, right? So this whole trip is meant to be removing distraction from our life in removing as much distraction from my life as possible. So I'm literally isolating myself. I have one really great friend that lives here with her partner and her children. So I'm not completely isolated, but I am spending you know more time than ever isolated from my usual circle of friends my family and whatever so I was like you know what let's just get get into it like what what am I here to do like I'm here to do the work let's do the work so the first thing that popped into my head was relationships you know romantic platonic all of them and I found this quiz online which I can link in the show notes if you wish or you can hit me up on the Instagram it's uh friends of Larry underscore Larry L-A-R-I just so you know but anyway it goes through a bunch of scenarios and questions about your preferences and various relationship styles. Then it gives you a list of um, what first it gives you the most important elements in your close relationships. And then it identifies your attachment style. But before I cover these results, I thought I would talk about why I really wanted to niche down on these types of things specifically. I'm going to expose myself right now. I've been doing that a lot recently. <laughs> Bear with me. <clears throat> excuse me so I was married well I am married um to a really nice guy but things weren't meant to be and just didn't feel right I felt like we were both owed better so we decided to end things back in 2018 we separated and just a few weeks ago we finally decided to file for divorce so if everything goes through fine I'll be legally divorced middle of May or beginning of May or something like that anyway but it got me thinking about where my life is going to go from this point because up until the point like literally filing for divorce I don't think I ever really considered 
what the rest of my life was going to look like. I mean, I'm approaching my mid thirties. I'm soon to be divorced, no children, no pets, no home, really kind of just jumping like place to place in this whole, like discovering myself thing that I've been doing for the last four years. And that's not to say I'm complaining about it. I'm, I'm actually really content with how my life is traveling. It's, you know, it's a luxury that I'm, that I've even got the the space and time to be able to work remotely and, and take the time to look after myself because a lot of people don't have that. But besides the point, after all this thinking, I started to wonder what would a relationship look like for me if I was to consider one again? Because let me just say, <laughs> the idea of dating terrifies me terrifies me the idea of having to leash myself to another person like to be accountable to someone else who might have expectations or you know something just freaks me out um I I like being able to come and go as I please it gives me this immense joy to not have to answer to anyone in my private life but you know the idea of meeting someone their friends their family no thank you no it's a hard no for me. But on the other side of it, I'm like, hey, might be nice to have a kid or two and maybe feel like I'm part of a family unit because despite having a really large extended family, I'm not incredibly close to anyone in it. Um, even my immediate family, except for my dad, who I forced to endure phone calls with me, you know, every week or so. So before anyone brings it up, yes, I am aware that I, I can also just be inseminated and have a child as a single woman. Yes, that is an idea that has occurred to me and is something I probably will explore down the line. Anyway, so that's generally the why. I am committed to doing better. So if my first run through marriage mill, <laughs> the first run through the marriage mill didn't work out, you know, with by all intents and purposes, a really wholesome, wonderful dude on what planet? Do I expect to make another long-term relationship work? Because it's going to be me, right? I am the common denominator here. <laughs> I am the problem. Ah. <laughs> anyway, back to the quiz. So apparently, when I did the, they give you a whole bunch of scenarios and like things you go through. And apparently for me, communication is the most important element of a close relationship for me. Um, it's followed by intimacy, then affection, spending time together, support, and then emotional connection was, was the last on the list. So fairly common knowledge to me, stuff that I was already, you know, pretty aware of, but then it gives you a few bars on your general relationship preferences. And overall, I agree. It states I'm looking for low involvement in my relationships, <laughs> which means it takes low levels of attention and maintenance in order for me to feel close to another person. Facts. Facts. It also identified that I seem to want very high independence in my relationships. 100. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't express that any better but it you know nothing I really didn't already know about myself but good to have it on paper I guess then it goes into the attachment styles and depending on what you google it kind of looks like there are four or five different attachment styles but the one I was looking at had four in it at any rate I have what they class as the dismissive avoidant attachment style Mm. (laughs) 
So, fun fact, I actually asked my ex to do the same quiz after he expressed interest in the Instagram post I made about this the other night, and he scored the polar opposite of the dismissive avoidance style that I have, and he had higher scores in the anxious preoccupied section. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, when I googled my particular attachment style, it gave me a lot of information, lots and lots and lots and lots, um, and I think Psychology Today, my favorite website for y'all, for y'all who know me, um, had a... A statement, something like analysis of studies in North America and Europe found that roughly 25% of the population are avoidant and most of it seems to stem from low self-esteem. So kind of just like the anxious attachment fan, but in like the short rundown, people with the dismissive attachment style like myself, we're highly self-sufficient and it's like the number one characteristic of this style. We don't want to depend on you and we don't want you to depend on us. We want freedom. (laughs) We want freedom and we want independence and we kind of want others to be the same way. Well, we think we want other people to be the same way until it's, you know, not good enough for us or whatever. I don't know how you, how you would even unpack that. But, um, you know, it goes on to say something like we tend to avoid displays of feelings. So PDA, verbal expressions, all of it, um, which is a really big one for me when I was younger. And it's something I specifically decided to push through in the last five years or so to do better at, especially since most of my friends um, and my family, some uh, love a good hug or a declaration of love. So that was something I acclimatized to. Um, it also says we can sometimes act narcissistically. Like we have um, high opinions of ourselves and can be overly critical of others. Um, but this is often presented as a front due to a fragile ego that struggles with criticism and other slights. Look, do I sometimes exhibit narcissistic tendencies? Yes, on occasion. But I usually find that my confidence, and I use confidence in inverted commas, it's pretty well-founded and the people on the other end of it are straight up duds. <laughs> okay? It's justified. It's justified narcissism. <laughs> Hearing myself say it sounds like a load of shit, but stick with me. <laughs> it's just one facet of the dismissive avoidant attachment style, okay? Um... Other characteristics involve um, we also make efforts to deprioritize romantic relationships. So the internet says that us dismissive avoidant folk, like we feel like prioritizing a relationship makes it too intense and gives it too much importance in our lives. Like it dictates our lives. So we'd rather be like work is more important or our hobbies are more important. Look, have I done this? I don't know. If you ask my soon-to-be ex-husband, he will probably tell you yes, but... That's a conversation for another time. But the big one that I actually had a bit of a giggle at, sorry, was, um, you know, what else we do? We pick fights. So it's because we want you, we want to make you mad and thus push you away. And I've definitely done this, but I'm not going to be airing any dirty laundry here today. <laughs> but the piece de resistance of all this is that my Gang, we have the tendency to be overly concerned about being controlled. And I will tell you this straight up. This is not just a tendency to me. This is an outright demand of my very existence. We are always on the lookout for signs that our partner or friend is trying to control us or limit our freedom. And even healthy, ordinary behavior comes across controlling to us. Sidebar. I thought this behavior in myself stemmed from like these f- a few toxic friendships I've had over the last 10 years or so. And in 
combination with my own aversion to confrontation. Kind of like, oh shit, I've seen this show before, time to leg it so we don't have to have the conversation. But apparently, it's also a part of the same attachment style thing. So apparently, apparently, I say apparently a lot, (laughs) I am textbook dismissive avoidant attachment style. And this is both kind of pleasing and also kind of upsetting. Like, I feel attacked, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I know there's a name for it now. <laughs> so the next thing after I came to this realization is, like, I Googled it. I'm like, how did I get this way? Why am I like this? Who do I blame? And apparently it's my parents. <laughs> yeah. This one, childhood trauma. <laughs> Specifically for me, my mom. So these attachment experts, I was reading um, something that they were posting, Dr. Lisa Firestone and Dr. Daniel Siegel, they talk about how my dis, uh, like my dismissive gang, we are the kind of people who had parents that encouraged a strong sense of independence and a prematurely early age. So the example they give is of a five-year-old child being told regularly not to cry if they hurt themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um And it also goes on to say that caregivers who reward the repression of feelings, especially any kind of pain, looking at you, dad, very often create dismissive attaches because those parents are usually uncomfortable with expressing feelings and think that that's a strength that needs to be cultivated in their children. And I've talked about this before, maybe here, maybe with my friends. I know I've definitely mentioned it, but my mom, rest her soul, she told me from an early, early age, she always felt like someone was looking after me, a guardian angel of sorts, you know, if you will, that from the day of my birth in a dingy apartment of Lakemba, New South Wales, where she refused to call an ambulance when she went into labor and birthed me into this world, she always just felt I was going to be okay. And so growing up, I was allowed a lot of independence, like more independence than your ordinary child from an extremely young age. I'm talking like four plus. I was allowed to like take myself to school. And then we know when my sister's like two and a half years younger than me. And I was like, you know, spend a lot of time looking after her. And if you team that up with the conservative white dad who's raised military styles, boom, here I am. (laughs) No wonder, right? Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about this. It's just very interesting to me. So now that we have the problem, now we know what the problem is, how do I fix it? Because I'm here to do the work. I want to do better, but the internet doesn't help me because it gives me this statement. This is the verbatim. I'm going to read it to you. Ready? Dismissive attachment can be particularly difficult to change because if you have this style, then you've probably led yourself to believe it's one of your strengths, which will make you more resistant to change. Mm. So I guess acknowledging the problem for me, the battle is half done. But I do admit, hell yeah, this has been a strength for me. It affords me the come and go as I please vibe, you know, keep everyone at an arm's length kind of situation to protect me. Who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want that? Isn't that the name of the game? Look, apparently I need some work here, obviously. So back to the solutions. Number one. Realize that this style of relating to a partner is actually unhealthy and likely causing your partner a lot of pain. Well, now I just feel like an asshole and I should probably write some apology letters or something. Look, it's, 
it's not wrong to want independence and selfhood, but they're saying it's unhealthy to seek absolutely no dependence at all and to want someone to have absolutely no dependence on you. <laughs> well, fuck. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> How am I supposed to let people be dependent on me? I don't know. I need to Google this later. That'll be episode two, probably. <laughs> um, number two, solution list. Realize that my sense of what counts as clingy or needy might not be accurate. Apparently, we have programmed ourselves to see these traits in everything and I need therapy. Oh, okay. Therapy helps if there's no one else I feel I can trust with making a judgment call with a perspective other than my own. With perspective other than my own partner's, my own or my partner's behavior. Does that make sense? I think so. But that literally goes against my actual behavior. Throwing it back to my marriage again. I never talked about what I was mad or upset about with other people outside the marriage because I was always taught from a young age to keep things in-house. Like even with my family, like you don't talk about your family shit outside the house. But in saying that, I do have some excellent friends that I do trust these days. Maybe I need to select my own peanut gallery, not peanut gallery, like a jury of friends. Yes, I like that. I think I'm going to work on a jury of friends. Okay. We'll work, we'll work on that later. Solution number three, try to form relationships with secure attaches, not anxious attaches. How? How? Just how? Make every new prospective partner take this test and if they don't score as secure, they get flipped. <laughs> how does that make sense? I'll need to learn how to secure attaches behave before I do anything else, I guess. I'd rather fix myself first and let the pieces fall where they may, but at least we've got three potential solutions we can work with. So we'll just work that into my everyday life. Um, it's also got some general other tips for the non-dismissive fam. So anyone who falls outside the category of dismissive, dismissive avoidant attachment. Number one, please do not give us ultimatums because we will not respond, <laughs> not respond well. And we will walk, we will walk the fuck out like don't give us an ultimatum. You mean an ultimatum? Like if someone gave me an ultimatum, like oh, I cannot tell you, I will literally, I heard someone said this to me when they were given an ultimatum once and they were like, if someone holds a gun to your head, you tell them to shoot. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's me. If someone gives me an ultimatum. I'll be like, do it. And then I'll walk off. Fuck you. <laughs> Flip the bird as I'm walking away. Hmm. That's really not healthy, is it? Maybe? I don't know. Um, that's what we're here. That's what we're here. We're here to work through the work. We're here to walk through everything. We're here to do better, Larissa. Come on. I can't even click properly. Snaps. Anyway, the other general tip they give for the non-dismissive fam is to discuss objective facts rather than personal opinions. Easy. For me, but I mean, for you, maybe not. Um, so I think it's kind of like, instead of being like, oh my God, what are you doing? You have no idea. Your actions are hurting me. <laughs> instead, you know, phrase it in, in fact, instead of oh, my pain, my, oh, my balls, um, <laughs> say something like, Hey, you know, we've been dating a while and you still don't want to meet my parents. What's that about? Like, if you say something like that, maybe we'll be more inclined to respond to you. Wow. Maybe I am narcissistic. Oh, having a moment, having a breakthrough. Oof, this is a lot of words. Anyway, 
um, unrelated. I signed up to Hinge the other night just to see what was here in Adelaide. And it's a whole lot of fucking nothing. Well, not nothing. It's just really dull. It's like the same kind of dude and they're all white. Like 90% of them are white dudes and they all like fishing, going to the gym. And the conversation is just lame. Like, ugh, so dull. Maybe it's just that I'm not actually interested and not bothered actually looking for anything. But Adelaide needs to pick up its game. Like, for real, for real. It's so bad. Anyway, what this all comes down to is that I truly believe if you want to be happy with someone else, anyone else, friend, partner, whatever, you need to be happy with yourself first. And look, I'm paraphrasing hard right now, but last year, I can't remember what he said to me specifically, but one of my favorite dudes told me, if I don't nurture myself and give myself happiness, how can I expect to give happiness to others? Right? And it makes so much sense. And after this like really rough and toxic friendship last year where I depleted myself beyond reasonable levels and after telling myself for the last three years that this year is going to be my year, I'm actually making 2022 my year. Like everything else can just get fucked. Like I've put this on the back burner now. I've put myself on the back burner for the last 30 odd years of my life. And so it's time for me to start living. That's why I'm doing it. Okay. That sounds really bitchy, but you know, you get me. So here we are again at the end of another first episode of something, but instead we'll make a conscious effort to keep this going so we can track progress. If you've heard anything that tickles your pickle on here and you want to hear more about something completely unrelated, hit me up on the Insta. So it's friends of Larry, all one word, Larry's L-A-R-I. Um, and you know, I'll do the Googles for us and share, yeah? Too easy. Until then, stay well. You know, be kind to each other, treat yourself well, give yourself happiness so you can give happiness to others. And we'll talk soon. I think that's about it. I don't know. It's been so long since I've done an episode. I don't actually remember how to end these anymore. I think this is good enough. This is good enough for me. This should be good enough for you. Standards, right? (laughs) Okay, bye.